0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Danger Room, the X Men Comics Commentary Podcast. My name's Adam.
1: My name's Jeremy.
0: And we're here to discuss Avengers number 53.
1: Is this Bizarro Land?
0: This is our new podcast. We're From here on, we're doing the Avengers from 53 on.
1: It seems to be an odd programming ch- ch- uh, choice to go from the X-Men to the Avengers, but I'm game. Let's do this thing.
0: And then when the Avengers cross over with somebody, we're going to go from there.
1: Oh, it's like the interconnectedness of comic books podcast.
0: Yes, yeah, Sometimes we'll get back to the X-Men. It's going to be awesome.
1: Sure, I'm with you.
0: This episode's... In Battle Joined.
1: And as the cover does promise, it is the Avengers versus the X-Men. Well, that's that- act- that's actually kind of rele- uh, irrelevant. Isn't that what's happening now? Seems to me. Wow. Uh, currently, though, well, not currently, in this issue, it appears that we get Goliath, Hawkeye, Panther, Black Panther, I guess. I don't know what he's called in this issue. And uh, the Wasp. Yeah. So, C- so no Avenger, I mean, no no Iron Man, no Captain America, no Thor. None of the cool people. It's like the B-roll here.
0: <laughs> well, the X-Men probably, I mean, last time the X-Men took on the Avengers, they got their hats handed to them.
1: That's true. So they sent in the B-Squad for these guys. Uh, so to even things up, Looks like angel is being trapped
0: in a bubble, reducing the number of x- men down to four, making it even
1: kind of nice. looks kind of looks like the Avengers are and x-Men are fighting over angel hmm. <laughs> he's mine, no, I imagine somebody dropping a crystal ball and saying Angel or Rosebud, one of the two red raven, red raven. Okay, so this issue is written by Roy Thomas, drawn by John, how do you pronounce this? Oh, good question. I've always wondered. I'm going to say John Buscema.
0: Okay, that works for me.
1: Uh, and so we may recognize his work from later on, but it's a it's a nice change from what we've been dealing with, <laughs> uh, somewhat anyways.
0: It's also inked by George Tuska and lettered by Artie Simic. So a lot of the usual suspects here. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, anyways, uh, w- when we last left, uh, Goliath was pointing at Cyclops being like, put him down, you dirty teenager, or something like that. He better not be dead. Something like I don't remember exactly what he said. But as this issue starts off, so we left last issue, which is kind of cool. We left it at... Cyclops' perspective of the, ain't, uh, of the Avengers, and now we're starting this issue with the Avengers' perspective of Cyclops. So Cyclops is like, The Avengers! And then uh, Hawkeye makes some stupid little quip about, eh, it's not the Strawberry Alarm Clock, whatever that means. Strawberry Alarm Clock was a
0: band from the 60s. They were most well-known for incense and peppermint.
1: Somebody did some research. I just know that. Oh, wow. You are cultured. Who says, but why? What? Where did you get, but why, from? Oh, Goliath says it. Look, there's Cyclops standing over the fallen Pietro. But why? Gotcha. Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, it's actually Black Panther who says, there should be no reason to fire Hawkeye unless he resists.
0: Cyclops looking up at the, we see his gloved hand, His back to his point of view, looking up at the Avengers. And uh, he says the stupidest line in the comic book <laughs> I don't know if you characters are the true Avengers or robots of Magnetos. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> the, the paranoia that runs through the X Men is uh, the old man really did a number on these kids.
1: Yeah. Nobody tells
0: an X Men what to do. And then he blasts Hawkeye's uh,
1: arrow slinger thingy. Once again Cyclops has snapped a little bit.
0: Yeah, I was trying to figure out what the keyword was this time but I couldn't figure it out.
1: Ah, uh, apparently he doesn't do well when people tell him what to do. Yeah. He, That's
0: the common theme.
1: He's kind of all over the board these days. Yeah, he's just been
0: a this is like the third issue in a row he's just been attacking people.
1: So he shoots Hawkeye, the arrow goes flying off somewhere and it's at this point where Black Panther's like, "All right, I didn't want to start this, but I'll finish it. He jumps in and
0: grabs Cyclops by the visor. He doesn't s- thing to do.
1: Well, he says that uh, I saw him clench one fist, cert- a certain way to open his visor. So somehow Black Panther, who um, I guess recently just joined the Avengers, already has read the dossier on Cyclops and knows how his visor operates.
0: He's a fast learner.
1: Oh, sure. Of course, you'd have to be to join the Avengers, right? Yeah.
0: But you you would think that putting your hand down on the the visor would be the the worst possible idea because if Cyclops were to push those buttons in his gloves, he would fly back.
1: One would think.
0: Well, one shouldn't do too much thinking when approaching Avengers versus X-Men.
1: So the Black Panther's like, you will lead us to Magneto without delay. And uh, it's at this point we jump to some conclusions. Well, Cyclops jumps to some conclusions about, oh, this must be some sort of trick of Magneto's. It's the only possible answer. It couldn't be that, oh, Angel, I sent him to go get the Avengers, and the Avengers actually came. That couldn't be the answer.
0: For some reason, maybe because he was just in a big fight with Quicksilver, I think Cyclops is just feeling a little groggy. He's got some really crazy ideas going through his head. It's not a good scene for Cyclops right now. He's just making bad decisions one after another.
1: And uh, so is Black Panther, because as Black Panther already acknowledged, Cyclops has little uh, studs in his hands and his eyes to control his beams and lets go of Cyclops so that Cyclops can lead him to Magneto. And Cyclops says, oh, yeah? Well, I'm going to shoot you in the face. (laughs) And literally turns around and shoots Black Panther in the face. He's like,
0: I know what these other Avengers are, but I don't know you from Adam."
1: Yeah, so apparently Cyclops is used to the classic Avengers and not this particular lineup.
0: Well, no, he, he recognizes Goliath, Giant Man, uh, as he says in the next panel, and then in the next panel he says he recognizes Hawkeye.
1: Hmm. He he does make the uh, the quip that I generally make. He says, and as for Goliath, or Giant Man, or whatever he's called these days, I don't know yeah. if they're consciously poking fun at that character, but anyways...
0: Well, they should be.
1: So my question about Goliath, I don't know if you know much about him. So when he's Giant Man, he can be either Giant Man or Ant Man, right? He can grow and shrink kind of when he takes pills or something.
0: I don't know the deal with him. I feel like sometimes he can't shrink. But
1: Well, I've been reading some of the uh, early Avengers, like Avengers 1 or 2. And in there, he and Janet can take various pills. But apparently Janet can only go small. And he can grow small or big, depending on which pill he takes. As for Goliath, I'm wondering, is Goliath just stuck big?
0: Yeah, he doesn't seem to get any smaller. Yeah. We'll have to pay attention to whether or not he shrinks at all on this issue.
1: Maybe I just haven't read much of the Avengers, but I really do find them not that compelling. <laughs> Anyhow. So uh, he, uh, Cyclops um, takes off. He's hoping that he'll delay these Avengers. Um, I'm not quite sure where he's going, but he does sense that uh, Goliath and Hawkeye, they they might be the real McCoy, but, but they can't be. Why would they treat me like an enemy? How come every time we meet another superhero group, we instantly think that they're robots or evil-intentioned?
0: How come every time I blast somebody in the face, they think that I'm an enemy?
1: That's very strange. So, as the editor of this comic book points out, uh, if you're confused, just like we are, let's turn back time about an hour to see how we got to where we are.
0: And we get to uh, a skydiver. Mm-hmm. Random a skydiver. Or not so random as it seems. Uh skydiver is jumping out of a plane, and an angel flies by.
1: Well, you're forgetting the joke, Adam. He says... The only thing I've got to worry about is bumping into an angel. Hey, what in the heck? That over on my right.
0: Yeah, I I, knew, I, knew, I was
1: skipping the joke. You can't skip the joke, Adam. That's what the listeners tune in for.
0: Oh, I thought they tuned in for our jokes.
1: <laughs> Sometimes we can make Marvel's jokes a little bit better. Oh, boy. At least, at least that's the idea anyways any worse yeah <laughs> so the skydiver he says uh, oh it's a guy with wings and he's moving like a rocket and then i really like this panel here uh the last panel of the parachuter he's just kind of sitting there floating uh very nonchalantly like uh, nothing to see here kind of chewing on his thumb thinking about what's going on while he's twenty thousand feet in the air
0: yeah it's a nice thinking pose
1: mm-hmm. man is the civil aeronautics board gonna hear about this Oh, and the last joke of this skydiver, but since this mag isn't called Seymour the Skydiver, what say we change our point of view a bit. I would read a comic about Seymour the Skydiver. If he has quirky adventures like this and ends up treating every skydiving event like it's just another day at the office, that could be fun.
0: He's a guy that bumps into every character in the Marvel Universe through some random sport that he's doing.
1: That would have been great if they would have carried this character on through, like, all of the the runs. Every every now and then, Seymour the Skydiver shows up, and he's like, That Silverman's on a surfboard! This is crazy!
0: What am I doing out in space?
1: (laughs) So Angel's like, Ah, I was trying not to be seen, but somebody saw me. Oops.
0: Uh, I better hurry up and go find the Avengers. Uh, So, what
1: was that? actually for
0: some reason lands well he's bird so he he lands on top of the mansion the avengers
1: well this is this is why i asked the question about um his uh goliath's power here as we focus in on the avengers i don't know living room for lack of a better term here we see hawkeye kind of lounging out apparently they hang out in their costumes by the way always ready the Avengers
0: Mansion isn't so bad. I mean, it's pretty cozy. They're in front of the TV. They got a nice reclining couch. Uh, giant Man ha- or Goliath has a, a couch big enough to fit him and his full size.
1: So this makes me wonder, is he stuck at this size? Because why else would you build a giant couch like that? Yeah. Wouldn't you go to Tony Stark and be like, Tony, I need a huge couch because I'm Goliath. And then Tony be like, look, I know I'm rich and I know I've got a lot of money, but... I'm going to cut a corner here and say you need to shrink whenever you want to sit and watch TV. Then this brings up the next question. Him and Janet are dating, so how does that physic work?
0: Oh, man, I don't want to go there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, anyhow. So apparently, I don't know much about the Hawkeye character either, but apparently he's really into TV. Um, and
0: interesting, that's on the TV, resulted in the loss of 17 lives. They're watching some sort of newscast. And that made me think, hey, the Avengers is a bit more gritty. People actually die in this comic.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so they, uh, they go out to check to see who's breaking into the mansion. Uh, we get a quick little background about how T'Challa is new in the Avengers. And so maybe he can go check it out.
0: Yeah, and it turns out that it's Angel. Holy Hannah, we've hit the jackpot. And uh, Angel makes another horrible joke. Okay, so as a burglar, I make a good elephant.
1: Uh, but Now turn these blasted beams. They're singeing my wings.
0: You've got it, son. Uh, what's your beef? Where's the beef?
1: So, um, what's that? You
0: remember that from the 80s? Where's the beef?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. The old ladies, I remember. Classic. Heck, yeah, it's good stuff. Um, Goliath points out that, hey, man, you could have just knocked. Why are you sneaking around? So already the suspicion starts. Hmm.
0: Always, everywhere the X-Men go, the same maddening distrust of mutants. Sometimes I think Quicksilver had the right idea when he signed back up with Magneto.
1: And at this point, uh, Black Panther... Who apparently just joined the team is like Quicksilver, Magneto. Those are the two whom we are searching for. Where do where are they? So again, I haven't been keeping up on my Avengers comics, but I, I bet I, it seems like on the continuity that's going on here, if the last mission was his first, which would indicate issue fifty-two of the Avengers, then any issue prior to that wouldn't contain him looking for Magneto and Quicksilver. But I could be wrong.
0: Well, right, but he's read all the dossiers. He knows that the Avengers are looking for Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. So he's thinking, you know, I'm a part of this team now. I can use we.
1: Okay, fair enough. later,
0: I joined the Avengers only a few days ago.
1: So they ask him where uh, they are, and, and uh, Angel says, I know where they are. I may... Uh, um. You are. <laughs> yeah, he does. I don't know who you are, and you're wearing that crazy Halloween zoot suit. But I can find them. Come on, let's go. we got to move. Yep, and everybody
0: hops into the X-Jet. Oh, no, wait, we're in Avengers now. The Avenger Jet?
1: (laughs) No, they call it a Quinjet. All right, Quinjet, that's right. You forgot the biggest, the, the, the big catch here. Goliath is able to whisper into his intercom, Avengers assemble! I don't think he really whispered that. That well, was, I mean, he was making a little gag there. I don't know why it wasn't very funny, but his hand is gray. By the way, Angel, I'm T'Challa, also called a Panther. <laughs> Off we go. I guess he's not Black Panther yet. Yeah, he's just the Panther. Hmm. I always kind of thought Black Panther was kind of a racist name for him, anyways.
0: Yeah, apparently they weren't that racist in the '60s, and then they became racist.
1: You see, he dresses like a Panther, and well, he's black. You know, the one thing this
0: character, the panther, is missing is an identification of skin color.
1: We were going to try Mexican panther, but that just didn't seem right. Chinese cancer, that also didn't, or Chinese cancer, Chinese panther didn't seem right either.
0: Oh, Chinese cancer.
1: <laughs> yes, Marvel, that one you can have. it be awesome. It's just this Chinese guy throwing around hunks of cancer at people. Okay, so anyways, they launch off in the Quinjet, and for some reason, we get a scene of Central Park and a bunch of football players, so that's kind of nice. John
0: Bustima decided, hey, I'm going to draw some kids running around in a football field. That's what I feel like doing.
1: Yeah, he momentarily forgot what comic book he was drawing, and after he drew the football game, he's like, oh, crap, i got to get a Quinjet in there somehow. So then yeah. they they fly off to uh Magneto's island and apparently uh Cyclops, I'm sorry, Angel uh aside from having wings also has a really good sense of direction. So he's able to by memory direct them back to Magneto's island.
0: Yeah, which is which is great. I mean, as part of his mutant ability is that he's kind of like a bird.
1: Yeah. So, uh he points out that the metal fortress was at the peak, but it must have retracted so let's they should just go find some of the entrances
0: and so they they use their radio monitor to try and figure some things out. not really sure what's going on here. let's see, but their radio signals get blocked, and uh they discover or rather the wasp discovers a uh electronic bug in Angel's wings, designed to spy upon our conversations.
1: Yeah, it's after uh, Panther discovers that the some needle, I'm not sure what needle, uh, is spinning wildly. And that's when Wasp says, but what could, wait a second. What's that on you, Angel?
0: So the Avengers immediately assume that Angel is in league with Magneto, and they grab him, tie him up,
1: yeah, and Angel's like, come on, I'm on your side. And is like, whatever. Uh, you're not loyal. Hang on, heroes. We're going to take this buggy down. So they land the Quinjet in the water, so apparently it transforms into a boat, which is pretty handy. Yeah. And they, uh, they're they looking for an entrance into Magneto's Fortress. Um, they also want to figure out what's going on. So as they stop the boat, uh, Hawkeye fires an arrow into the sky. His brand-new spanking I Spy Special which turns out to be the very same arrow that we saw last issue on page nine.
0: Wow, somehow this arrow got inside the tower and managed to cling against a wall, kind of in the complete opposite direction that it should have been possible.
1: Correct, because the camera actually looks like it's the head of the arrow, but, uh, well, whatever. (laughs) It doesn't make much sense. Oh, well. So they see uh, Cyclops and Pietro, apparently uh, it's one of those classic sitcom misunderstandings where when they're actually having a fight, it looks like they're kind of reasoning with each other, and uh, it looks like they're yakking it up like old army buddies.
0: The Avengers assume right away that Cyclops, therefore, is working with Magneto. So now they've got proof, you know, hard evidence that Angel and Cyclops are clearly working with Magneto.
1: Proof positive. Indeed. And then Goliath says, that's it, buddy. That's where we part company. They tie Angel up and they're like, you stay here while we take care of your little ex-buddies.
0: Yeah. And Angel makes a vicious remark that he will, they'll meet again when they least expect it.
1: So we cut back to Magneto. Back to Magneto? This is the first time we've seen Magneto this entire issue.
0: Cut to Magneto. It's Clearly what I meant to say. (laughs) And uh, Toad. And he is watching the Avengers, actually, on TV. The Avengers have taken the bait. And uh, there's a couple of panels where Magneto calls Toad a bunch of names. Toad wonders why Magneto hates him so much since he's so loyal. Magneto.
1: Yeah, Magneto's pretty abusive here. He calls him a cowering caliban, which is, you know, that's a tongue twister. Try saying that six times fast. He calls him a dolt. And he hits him. Spineless gargoyle. Oh, all sorts of stuff. And Wanda sits by. I mean, it's, it's a little, uh, you know, um, how do I say this politically correct? It's like a... Um, Toad is like the the, the the wife of an abusive husband who just takes the abuse so nobody else has to. And Wanda here, not being the wife, is more like the child who just kind of stands there like, I don't know what to do. I feel like I should stop this, but I don't know how to. Hmm. It's very dark. Yeah, this, this,
0: this just got serious. It's
1: just got real, folks. Now check out this picture of Toad on the first panel of page nine. Doesn't he look freaky? He looks like the
0: Mad Hatter or something, or, like, uh, yeah, he's got he's got a major um, mouth malfunction going on there.
1: Definitely. But uh, Toad speaks to reason here because Magneto comes up with this huge plot about, well, uh, you know, he, he let the Avengers get into my fortress because then they'll never emerge into the sunlight. And Toad's all along been like, what? you know, he, we we had the X-Men captured. We had them all here. You had me let one of them go? I don't know, buddy. Uh, maybe we should have just captured the real X-Men. I mean, they're kind of our enemies. And Magneto's like, the
0: Avengers opposed me once, so I'm going to take them down too.
1: And he just smacks Toad right out of the way with a big swack. You spineless gargoyle.
0: Looks like right in his crotch.
1: Yeah, I can stand no more of your mealy-mouthed whining. And then Toad finally kind of stands up was like, why do you... Master, why do you strike me? I am the one who is truly loyal to your cause. I who has stood by you when all others proved faithless.
0: Because I don't need your loyalty, fool. What can your frog-like powers avail me? I've kept you around because you are so laughingly, fawningly pitiful. But you are rapidly ceasing even to amuse me.
1: Magneto is just getting just darker and darker here. I don't know what's going on.
0: Yeah, Toad uh, crouching, uh, you know, uh, Scarlet Witch is there kind of comforting him. Don't bully him anymore, Magneto,
1: please. Toad's kind of looking like a whipped puppy here, just like uh, cowering at somebody's legs. Magneto's all pointing and like, cross me one more time and you shall know the true meaning of pain. He doesn't say that, but that's the expression that's going on here.
0: Meanwhile, with the Avengers... (laughs) <laughs> they start arguing with each other, which I guess we gather is pretty common.
1: Is it? I mean, is that all they do? I don't know.
0: I, I'm I'm I gathered just from this issue that they they must.
1: Okay. Yeah, so Hawkeye provokes Goliath, Panther's kinda like, hey man, chill. And then uh Hawkeye punches Goliath and, and Goliath is like, keep out of this T'Challa. I'm fighting Hawkeye, and Hawkeye and Goliath are fighting, and T'Challa breaks in, and it—they're just—they're all fighting.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Avengers are fighting the Avengers. They should have called this issue "Avengers versus Avengers."
1: And then at some point, you know, uh, I think it is it Goliath or Panther says Captain America told me that I was joining the those I was joining were bad tempered but little, p- bad-tempered, but little did I dream that no sooner would I replace him than... I think that was That's Goliath the, that said that. That was Panther. It was Panther? Yeah, oh, yeah, you're right.
0: Goliath throws him off and says, Did you say you replaced Cap? Your ego's a lot greater than your little, your power, little man. And he tosses him off into a wall, which looks pretty painful.
1: Do you imagine that I could have done that to Captain America? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Uh, and then, yeah, so Hawkeye's nickname or, or smarmy nickname for Goliath is apparently Man Mountain. Yep, he called
0: that him that a couple times in the Magneto issues of the in the forties.
1: Cool it or- Man Mountain. It's a, it's a lot to say. Normally you'd be like I don't know what, what could you say? that would be a little quicker than they're like. Uh, I don't know. Cool it Hill. Isn't his name Hank? Hank. Cool it. Oh yeah. Hank works a lot better than man mountain. <laughs> After all, you don't want to kill the guy. Uh, and then he says, if he can't take it, he should have joined the camp fire girls, not the Avengers.
0: And finally, finally, uh, well, the wasp shows up and says, Hey, uh, can we stop fighting? We, we came here for a reason. Guys, And Glyde's like, oh, uh, I guess you're right. But my heart won't be in this mission.
1: All I want to do is fight Hawkeye. <laughs> and make a panther skin rug. Doesn't seem to really bode well for their uh, future team.
0: That is what I wanted to hear, says Magneto as we cut back to him. The Avengers are disgruntled at odds with each other. Thus, now is the time for Magneto to strike. Strike! Then we get a pretty cool panel of Magneto, like, like a low camera angle, as Magneto reaches down to pull some special lever that will
1: release the X Men. Somehow, he, he's silhouetted in yellow. Yeah, he wants yeah. his, uh, and the incredible instrument of my revenge shall be the X Men. And this is where Toad okay. jumps in, and he's like, "What? You'll have the X Men kill the Avengers?" A plan after my own heart, but how will you do it?
0: I did not expect you to comprehend, fool. Magneto's got a machine here that will turn all uh, human beings into uh, people that he can command electronically. And he apparently has weakened the X-Men so much in his um, prisoning them, uh, keeping them prisoner, that they it will also affect them.
1: Yeah. Except for...
0: Angels already taken care of by the Avengers.
1: Yeah, so um, is this the device or the machinery he made when the X-Men first came like a couple of issues ago?
0: I think so. Interesting. Because he, he mentioned the same thing.
1: Because remember he said, I'm waiting for a shipment of super electronic parts because I got a plan. And the X-Men showed up in a boat with super electronic parts. But they said, like, oh, we planned this because we knew Magneto would really want these parts. And I said, oh, you know, if it was me, I would have just, like, gone on the boat and made the boat say they had the funky electronic parts, but not actually had them on the off chance that they get captured. But apparently they actually had the electronic parts.
0: To which I respond, and the X-Men don't have that kind of clout.
1: Good point. Okay. So that's the plan. Um. Cyclops is uh, by now. Cyclops has freed the rest of the X-Men. Everything's going according to Magneto's plan, and sure enough, we cut to the X-Men, uh, who are indeed freed, and uh, uh, they're ready to go. They're all—they all got their battle faces on. They're like, "Let's find the Avengers and get Magneto."
0: Magneto or uh, Marvel Girl and Iceman have put on a little weight. A little
1: bit, yeah. Uh, And then this next panel, I kind of like this next panel. It's all spacey. uh, Without warning, these electrical zaps go through, and these little black dots um, emphasize, you know, their brains and their head um, uh, outlines. And to me, this seems like, doesn't uh, the Steve Buscema guy, doesn't he do this a a lot in his artwork?
0: Mm, I don't know. Um, Their heads are kind of dissolving. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I feel like I've seen this effect. I think this is the first time I've seen this effect in the X Men, but I feel like I've seen this effect in the future X Men's. Really? Eh, yeah, I don't know. Something yeah. to something to keep note of. But anyways, it's kind of a cool panel, and basically, it's just illustrating that uh, Magneto turned the machine on, and it is kind of like sizzling all of their brains to follow Magneto's suggestions or whatever. Uh, and then all of a sudden, the X Men are like, "Hey, we feel better," but. Wow, we're going to do something. Oh, I know. Let's get the Avengers and destroy them.
0: And so they go do that. And right around the corner, there are the Avengers. And they're like, kill them, kill the Avengers. Which, you know, pretty much settles it for the Avengers that the X-Men are, in fact, uh, joined forces with Magneto. Yet, Panther says, there's something unnatural here. I can sense it. Too soon uh, for him to actually respond to that. He gets uh, The Beast jumps after him and, and tries kicking him in the face, but Black Panther dodges out of the way, and they go with a little tete-a-tete. Uh, beast tosses Black Panther to the ground, and woo. the battle ensues. Exciting.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of shooting and stuff and blasting, and my question throughout this whole battle is, I mean, it's basically your standard, like, Black Panther's doing karate ninja flipping stuff, Iceman's shooting ice stuff around, Cyclops is blasting stuff, Goliath is being tall. Wasp just kind of flies around. Does she have a power other than being small and having little bug wings?
0: Um, I think she can get small enough to go into people's brains or something. I don't know.
1: <laughs> and are those bug wings, like, are those hers or are those part of her outfit?
0: These are questions that someone will have to notify us of answers to.
1: Okay. She seems kind of worthless.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know.
1: Okay. So anyways, after a bunch of, uh, action stuff that's going on here, um, Cyclops, he, he's, he's, um, he's blasting at, uh, Goliath's hand because Goliath was holding onto his boot. Uh, Goliath, Uh, punches Cyclops kind of in the face, but Cyclops deflects with his eye beams. Um, and the Avengers are still now, they're kind of like, oh, we can't be beaten by these mutants. How, what's going on here? I, this can't possibly be. And, uh, Hawkeye says, well, how can I defend myself from the ice cube? And, uh, Goliath's like, why can't I bring myself to slug you to kingdom come? It's at this point that the Panther says, I know what's the problem. We're treating the X-Men as heroes. We need to go on the offense.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, I guess. (laughs)
1: Sure, I don't know. And so then they go on the offense, and then all of a sudden the uh, Avengers turn the tides and start beating the X-Men. Goliath almost crushes Cyclops' face. Apparently Hawkeye has found, like, the green gooey bow that he has shot onto uh, Iceman
0: let me ask you a question
1: mm-hmm. when you're
0: do you have the ability to just decide whether you're on the defense or the offense
1: well i've never been in battle but i think they use the football analogy from time to time like let's focus all of our energy on defending the the end zone so that they don't score any points that's like generally if you're ahead uh or if you're behind you say Oh, we got to go on the offense forget about defending everything just go go yeah i don't know that's my football it, that's my football reference makes a little bit of
0: sense but i don't know i i don't i don't like it
1: i bet you if you talk to like some military generals and such i'll t- i bet you they'll tell you there's a huge difference between like offensive and defensive tactics
0: oh totally but it's like the panther is saying oh my gosh i just realized what the problem is we're losing the battle hey, avengers let's start winning the
1: battle okay Let's do less of the bad and more of the good. Okay, let's go. Yeah. So. So then, uh, uh, Tolo is kind of he's standing up for himself again as we flip over to uh, Magneto's master fortress plan or something, whatever he's in, and he says, "What? What went wrong, Master? Uh, did you plan this as well for the Avengers to win?"
0: I think he's being sarcastic.
1: I think so too. And uh, he says, no, of course not, you simpleton. Somebody canceled my power of the electronic commands at the crucial moment. I must find out who and crush him. And Angel busts in.
0: I'm I'm the angel. Oh, yeah. Take that. And Magneto's like, but the Avengers left you uh, tied up. And Angel's like, yeah, well, guess what? I'm not tied up now. Then he smashes him in the face with a batak. Yeah, And uh, I don't know Somehow he takes on Toad with a flume it, Not sure how that
1: worked We've gone 47-ish issues of the X-Men Counting their crossovers with the Fantastic Four now And the Avengers And uh, this is the first time anybody on the X-Men Has taken out both Magneto and Toad in just two panels
0: Yeah uh Angel is on a real kick. The Avengers must have pumped him full of steroids.
1: <laughs> We're going to tie you up and pump you full Avenger, uh, of Avenger uh, of steroids. No! I don't want a juice. <laughs> so that's at this point that uh, Goliath blasts through the con- uh, the control room and says, "Maybe it's time for an explanation." And uh doing what bad guys typically do in a Scooby-Doo cartoon, he reveals the entire plot of what happened here. I'll sit down
0: for a cup of tea, play some cards. Here's how we did this.
1: <laughs> Don't you feel silly. Oh, Goliath, there's egg on my face. Now I must escape. Ta-ta.
0: So it turns out that the whole thing was a setup. That they knew that Angel was not working with Magneto. They knew that the uh, the microphone was a plant on Angel. And they faked the whole fighting each other bit in the hall so that Magneto would think that they were off guard and send in the X-Men. Yeah, all
1: part of the plan. They, t- Although they tied they- Angel's hands loosely, and the Wasp, this was her power, I guess, because she didn't do anything else in this issue, was to whisper to everybody the plot. This is what we're going to do, everybody. Maybe she's the leader. I think at one point she does become the leader of the Avengers, but anyhow... It's now. Maybe she's the one who came up with the plan. Could
0: be. That's her power.
1: Okay, the power to lead.
0: Very proud of yourselves, aren't you, my friends? They're all buddies now, says Magneto. But you made your fatal mistake when you broached Magneto in his lair. As you shall steadily learn. And then Magneto starts using metal to uh, attack Panther and Goliath.
1: I don't understand why Magneto. I mean, he's the master of magnetism. He could, And he's got a fortress built out of metal. He could literally just encase all of these heroes in metal and just squeeze them to the breaking point. Boom, dead, done, take over the world. You know, I was
0: actually thinking about that about Iceman in this issue. He's always using the power to freeze over people. He didn't use it on any of the Avengers. Didn't, I think that would have
1: worked. Oh, he did. He froze uh, Hawkeye into half a block of ice. Well,
0: why did you do that? That's lame. (laughs) (laughs) Because
1: he didn't want to murder Hawkeye like he murders everybody else. Oh, well, whatever.
0: He should have murdered.
1: So, uh, should have murdered. I I agree. Uh, Magneto uses his magnetic powers to hold back the the heroes at bay, uh, all the while slapping and punching uh, Toad because he's so upset or something, Uh, and then he gives a...
0: Go ahead. He he slaps Toad, and he tells him, Toad, pull the switch, which will detonate that part of my fortress. Move, you groveling gargoyle! And um, Toad starts thinking to himself, hey, you know, he's not really ever rewarding my unwavering loyalty. He's just, like, telling me what to do and hitting me. I, I should probably do something, you know, to stand up for myself.
1: So he runs over to the controls, uh, and apparently there's two dials. There's one that'll detonate that part of his fortress, and another dial that destroys the entire fortress. And Magneto's like a- w- What's that?
0: Always want to have a, something that will destroy your entire fortress. You can't go without one.
1: So uh, Magneto recognizes that Toad is going for the wrong control. So Toad runs over, and, and Magneto's like, What are you doing? And Toad's like, "All oh, that can be expected. From adults, <laughs> I'm turning the power to the point of no return. Within one minute, the entire island will be destroyed.
0: And then he runs away.
1: <laughs> well, Toad then grabs the uh, uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch and says, Follow me if you value your lives. There's a very special ship below. Well,
0: what happens is Toad is running away down the stairs, and Pietro and Scarlet Witch are going up the stairs. Scarlet Witch having found Pietro, and he tells he tells them, "Turn around, we got to get out of here." And they follow him.
1: Okay, so while above, uh, they're trying to get to Magneto, but Magneto jumps into an underground hatch or something, and uh, is confident that Toad will save him because the Toad has no choice.
0: And even if Toad doesn't, you know, want to save him, he's flying away in a helicopter, so Magneto will just take over it, right? Sure,
1: why not? So, uh, as as we see, uh, Magneto swims over to the ship that Toad is in and says, uh, Save me! Uh, my magnetism shall pull me in. But...
0: Wait. It's having no effect on the ship. And then... Uh, Toad, Toad's like, don't you remember, Magneto? You built one ship out of non-metals just to prove you could do it. And then he steps on his foot, causing him to drop into the rocks below.
1: And Magneto's like, no, I'm your master. And Toad says, no, Magneto, no. The Toad calls no man master ever again. Go and Toad. That's when Magneto comes crashing against the sharp rocks. And he says, no, no. And so the Avengers and the X-Men stand there. They're kind of watching as uh, Wanda and Pietro and the Toad take off in the rocket. Uh, The Avengers get into the Quinjet fly off. The island blows up, destroying the (laughs) X-Men. No, no, no.
0: The X-Men also clamber into the Quinjet.
1: It doesn't say that anywhere here. It says
0: nine costumed forms have clambered aboard a floating aero car below. Fine.
1: Uh, And then the very last panel, and then there is silence. We see Magneto's helmet floating behind what is almost certainly a car's muffler. (laughs) And the next issue of The Avengers, which we will not be reading, is called The New Masters of Evil.
0: Ooh, That's right. We're going back to the X-Men. We lied
1: pretty exciting that Magneto died
0: yeah yeah pretty pretty reliable that he died I'm thinking he's definitely dead
1: he's not coming back no
0: sir not a chance
1: and I for one think that that is a mighty brave decision on Marvel's part to kill a major villain and never bring him back
0: yeah I agree um You know, killing off characters is is something you you only want to do when you're for sure never going to bring them back.
1: My question is, uh, does Toad truly never follow anybody again?
0: I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah.
1: Like, I I think I said this in an earlier uh, uh, podcast, like one of the really early X-Men podcasts that we did. Uh, I'm not sure what happens to Toad after a certain period of time.
0: I can tell you what's happening with Toad right now.
1: I don't want you to. Okay. Because that would be a, that would be a spoiler. Because I don't know what's happening with Toad right now. Okay, I won't tell you then. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll find out in seven years when we get to that episode.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> All right, but folks. I, what's that? I, I, that doesn't happen in X Men. Sorry.
1: Oh well. I'm sure this podcast will expand to keep track of everybody's continuity. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that'll do it for this uh, episode. Next week uh, we will be back with a regularly scheduled episode of The X-Men and not The Avengers or Fantastic Four. Indeed. I don't think we got any new uh, communiques from our listeners but that's okay.
0: Yeah, I mean if they wanna contact us, they can send us an email at uh Red Cat at is it redcat or what danger room at Redcat dot com. There you go. haha <laughs> And the website is www.redcatproductions.com slash danger room, where you can leave us uh messages as well.
1: Or you could go to Facebook.com forward slash danger room podcast, or follow our very lame Twitter feed at go danger
0: room podcast go oh it's danger room go
1: at danger room go
0: yes or you could do our favorite thing which is go on to itunes and give us a five-star review and a well-thought-out essay of a review
1: yeah sure and uh, we're up to like 53 likes on Facebook, so that's kind of cool. I think what it would be really neat to do as a challenge is to keep our likes ahead of our episodes. So we're on about 47 here, so we've got a uh, uh, we got about six, a uh, 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 slush fund of six. But, you know, if we can get a couple more likes, you know, that'd be great. Keep those likes above our episode numbers.
0: Yeah, we're getting up to our 50th episode as well, so uh, we should probably have at least... Half as many uh, Facebook five or uh, uh, iTunes five star reviews. We have 24. We need one more to make 25.
1: So the challenge is out there. Heck yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're planning something really special for episode 50, like super special. Oh my gosh.
0: It's going to be knocking socks off left
1: and right, it's, it's going to be a gala event, an extravaganza. Wow! There's going to be guest stars and uh, special uh, appearances. <laughs> cool.
0: um, there will. Uh, I think we we booked the Human Torch.
1: Spider-Man might show up. Black Bolt. <laughs> well, let's dig real deep, huh? All right. Well, I guess that'll do it for this edition of the Danger Adam, you got any closing thoughts there?
0: A wise man once said,
1: "No." Until next week, the Danger Room is closed.